This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. <laughs> Right, let's get this show on the road. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to Bradford City vs Akin Stanley pre-match chat, other Bradford City stuff and also tennis balls. Uh, I have sent an open invitation out to the supporters boards to come and join us today. I know one of them's here already, but hopefully the rest will turn up, if not. The invites there as well. Also, I've asked uh, Roop out to come and join us to discuss about the plans tomorrow. Uh, if there's going to be tennis balls or not, or just basically see what happens tomorrow. I am joined by my regulars, Stan and Diane. Hopefully, Callie would join us at some point. So, we're going to spend about 10 minutes just talking about the Bradford City game tomorrow, as I can Stanley, and then we'll go on to other stuff. So, good afternoon, Stan and Diane. How are you two today? I'm hungry. I'm just about to put my tea on. What about you, Dan? Are you okay, love? I'm fine, yeah. Not too bad. Million pound question, Stan. Though, what are you cooking for your tea, mate? It's become a bit of a ritual now, but it's Fish Finger Friday. Fish Finger Friday. Brown sauce, red sauce. Uh, vinegar. About... 10 gallons of it. Nice. Right. So, starting off looking at the league table, Bradford City are currently 19th. We have played 18 games. We've won five, drawn five, lost eight. We've got a current goal difference of minus seven. Ackland, Stanley, who are they exactly? They've played 18 games, won nine, drawn two, lost seven, and got a goal difference of three. Tomorrow's referee is Keith Shrewd. He has refereed eight championship games, one League One game, one League Two game, one Super League game, woman, woman's Super League game. <laughs> Bloody hell. In 40, in eight championship games, he's given out 45 yellow cards. In League 1, he's given out three yellow cards. In League 2, he's given out six. And in the Women's Super League, he's given out six yellow cards. And he's only dished out one red card, and that was in the championship. And then we'll just quickly glance on to the Bradford City team news. So this is from the TNA, and it's from Simon Parker. And he's saying Graham Alexander may may decide to stick with three five two after the big win in the Bristol Street Trophy. Uh, where are we? And team news for Ackland Stanley. John Coleman will be hoping to have Sean Wallet and Joe Pritchard available again after Jack Norland's hamstring injury added to Ackland Stan, uh, Stanley's casualty list. Oh my God! Pronouncing names again. This is my best part of the day. I'm just going to call him. Long Gello, he's 
hurt his ankle and is also in doubt. Their top leading goal scorer is Josh Andrews on six. So, Stan and Diane, what do you think will happen at the game tomorrow? I think it'll be a win. I think we'll carry on winning. If that's what you mean. Yep. yep. I think we'll win. Because we've got that we've got that win under his belt now, so should do. What about you, Stanley? Stan, sorry. Um I think I think it'll it'll be interesting. I think um, I'm hoping that the uh, momentum will carry on from Tuesday night and um it's more about are there sort of elements in the performance that you kind of think right okay we can start to string uh, a few wins now and and hopefully you know I, I would say if if we play like Tuesday night I know it was uh, Bandley's like tenth team or something but um, but that breeds confidence that's what it's about at this at this point get the wins so I'd say we have the potential to win if we. Um, play to uh, to how we sort of played on Tuesday night. And w- hello, Raj, how are you today? Hi, good evening, um, John. I'm all right, how are you? You okay, John? Sorry. Oh. Yeah, I've had a, I failed my HGV other day, so I'm a bit disheartened, but I'm going to crack Don't worry, retake it, you'll smash it next time. Onwards and onwards, be positive. So, Raj. My thought feed, he doesn't literally smash it though, Raj. Smash it as in passing with that certificate in his hand. <laughs> That's my show, I'm So, Raj, what's your predictions for tomorrow and okay, how do you think so, we'll Yeah, yeah, obviously, um, I went on Tuesday night after work, I finished, so I just drove straight to the ground after I got in. Um, and it was a very good performance, did well. Um, we played, played quite a strong team, which I didn't expect. Um, that was probably a statement of intent after what had happened in the previous game. So it's pretty much a strong um, A team that we had out. I think tomorrow we'll win. It's going to be tight, but we'll, we'll probably scrape it like 2-1. And I think he's going to stay with the 5-3-2 formation. And one thing I'll say, though, is John Coleman and the way he sets up his sides, it's going to be a very tough game and it's going to be a hard game. And at the moment, they're flying. They're doing very well, so expect a tough afternoon either way. Don't even be surprised if it ends up being like a, a score draw or something like that. But yeah, it will be a tough game. I could see it going either way, to be honest, but I think we might just nick this one. But I couldn't have got a good record against us, so that's all I can say, really. Nothing else. But yeah. If anyone else wants to put a request in, you know what to do. Put a request in, and me, Stan, or Diane will accept you. So then just talking about the... <laughs> Tennis balls. Yeah. Do you think it, so? If going from Stan to Raj and um, uh, Diane as well. Do you think tennis balls will get thrown on the pitch tomorrow? No, I don't think that that anything that will happen. I think it's just a lot of lies, and I think people are just making it up from what I can gather. You never know, but I don't think I don't see it happening tomorrow. What about you, Diane? I don't see it. I don't think they will, but I think they might be doing strategic bags checks, definitely, just to make sure that nobody's got any tennis balls. So I think... Hopefully. Go ahead, Dane, sorry. Go on. So hopefully it won't happen no, and disrupt it... the match. I don't see it happening. I think what will happen is is that they will there will be so few people, if anybody doing it that if you're on your own then you you are likely risk you know running the risk of being ejected so if you're the only one that that basically wants to um, get ejected then go ahead but yeah i think i, I yeah I, I agree it probably won't happen okay uh we've also got around the grounds on uh today so I'm just going to send you a speaking request around the grounds. And I know you're going to be around Bradford City area tomorrow. And if you do accept the invite I've just sent you, if you'd like to just tell people what you're doing tomorrow around North Parade in the Bradford City area. Oh, wait. For... But, right. Uh... So I have sent it my f- request. If he accepts it, he accepts it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But also, we are joined by Bradford City Independent Group. Nice to see you've turned up, Steve. Thank you for coming. Is anyone any? Oh, here he is. Good evening. Right How are we doing? 
All right, yourself, yeah, mate. good, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, it's first time doing one of these speakers, so bear with me, lads. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just going to be about just uh, just chatting to a few fans, just doing a little uh, bonus vlog, just to, just to get you guys' views on... Uh, on everything that's going on at Bradford City, because you're in a similar situation to my club, Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, I just want to see how you guys are feeling about it, because reading on social media, it's quite varied, so it'll be just nice to chat to as many as possible. So I'll be heading down the North Parade. I've never been down there, I've heard it's the place to be, so... Uh, I'm going to head down there and then head up towards the ground. So if you catch me and you fancy a chat, just uh, just give me a nudge because sometimes I'm in my own world, so you'll have to give me a nudge. I, th I think uh, the Record Cafe on North Parade is probably the place to be if you want to go yeah. for, uh, for, for, for pretty much beer and um, check out vinyls and stuff like that. So Lovely. I'll head there then. So we've had Jacob, who has asked to be a speaker. Jacob, the floor is yours. Cheers, pal. E evening all. Uh, hope you're all okay. Um, it, it, it is my thing on D10 tennis balls. I, I don't think they will be. First of all, it's just to stop the game. That, that means there'll be more added time at the end. And... Lose all motivation, and happens when we lose all that. We go lose their game. So, if it's a part of see what we did on Tuesday night, and continue that, I can't see tennis balls being thrown on that pitch tomorrow. Whether you, Jacob, whether you can or can't see it happen, what, what's your thoughts on the actual uh, concept of it? Um, do you agree with it or do you think it's not appropriate or there's better ways of, of voicing concerns? I definitely agree with the fact that something needs to be done. But at the same time, it, is, is it really worth it at the game when we might be on top of the game? Uh, or is there something to do out less in the stadium or try to get your voice heard? I, I, I did see on social media the other day actually, uh, people throwing tennis balls, it actually did okay for them. Um, like they got no owners, promotions. I, I do think something needs to be done, but in concert, the tennis balls, not really. Okay. Um, with with the whole kind of concept of that, did anyone read um, John Dewhurst's um, uh, piece in the uh, in the uh, um, width of the post? Did you see anyone see that? No, no, I've not seen that, Stan. It's uh, it's worth a read because yeah. he's a very measured John. John's a very measured guy. Um, he's uh, he did go to see um, uh, Stefan. In Germany, um, when when basically Edin was running a club into the ground, and um, you know what what he was ultimately saying is, is that effectively, I think Stefan does want to does want to sell, but he is an honourable man, and I don't think he wants to just sell it to uh, any chances. So ultimately, really, the issues are is that as a club. It's not an attractive proposition from the sense of, obviously, you know, don't on the ground, don't on the training pitch, whatever, you know, uh, and and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I'm sure the club gets approached many times by many people, but up to now there's been no serious offer, well, apart, aside from the Wagme one, but you can all see what's going on down at Crawley, so... <laughs> So it's worth a read. He's, uh, he's uh, like I say, he's a good guy. He's John Dewhurst, and um, uh, it's a very measured piece. Okay. Is anyone else want to put a request or anything in just on about the tennis ball issue? I know. Uh, sorry, around the ground. What's your name? Sorry. Does it say what his name is? No. Uh, so around the grounds, like you said, you're a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I know you've had like issues at your club with high ticket prices and stuff like that. Has the fans been throwing tennis balls on the pitch with your team? They did, mate. Yeah, I can't remember what game it was. Um, 
it was minimal though to be fair it was a bit pathetic um personally i think there's a, be- a better way that you can do it um with without the tennis balls um i think it's i think it's a separate issue to what's going on on the pitch i think as a club um you need to stick together and try and get them results because at the end of the day that's what matters to, to you fans it's results um and and what's happening obviously behind the scenes is is a side issue so that maybe there's other ways that, that can be uh a, a protest, maybe a fan march or what, what not? Because we've had uh, Jacob just put something in. Sorry, I've just seen this late, Jacob, uh, 12 minutes ago. There won't be tennis balls after Tuesday night's performance. I think, to be honest with this, one, like if you wanted to make an impact on the tennis ball situation, you would have it on social media like nearly every day. So I think it's a bit of like a publicity stunt on it all because Rupert who originally did the post has not not said anything since uh, since when did he put it on uh, Facebook uh, bear with me two seconds I'll get Andy Murray to come down he'll have some practice thank <laughs> <laughs> you get Andy Murray to come down he's free isn't he so Rupert it for about two days so then it they were all hype about it so so Rupert posted on the 19th of November on his Facebook on about uh, tennis balls, planned walkout Valley Parade or protest at director's entrance. So on Facebook, the result was to protest at the director's entrance. But then on Twitter, he then put on Twitter, I think, tennis balls won, I think. Uh, let's have a quick glance. Yeah, we did put that that they'd won. We are delighted to announce we are going ahead of our tennis balls, thanks to all these who voted on their shared opinion. Tennis balls are to be thrown on the pitch in the seventh minute to mark seven years of Roop's disastrous ownership. Please retweet and share. That was the 19th. And then on the 19th, Thunders, but for these in the upper stand are far a way to throw, feel free to hover around the concourse till the seventh minute and help us make a mainstream media. Thanks again for involved. But he's not posted anything in the next couple of days. So I don't think that's going to work. We see Charlie the Parader has got his hand up, so the floor is yours, mate. Hiya. Right, I am out in Halifax right now, so it's going to be very, very brief, brief and then I'm gone. For me, right, uh, around the grounds is in here hello mate massive fan if I'm at the game tomorrow uh, drop me a DM or I'll drop you a DM follow me back if you need to um, and I'll speak to you about that but for me the protests the problem for me is I've not seen anything sort of factually based the only fact I've seen is that we we've dropped the lowest since Reading um, you know what I mean we've dropped the lowest since Reading since Bury have gone bust now, for me, right, I'm not being funny, but League One was a blip. Pushing League One blip playoffs, that's happened once in recent memory. For me, that's not worthy of a protest. I understand that the players are performing. I understand that the players are performing, but at the same time, it's not what we want. Um, and I don't think it's right and necessary for a protest. I think uh, what we need now is the players to improve their form. And they've got a lot of confidence, especially from the uh, Bristol Street Mortars trophy. But I, I just, I don't think that now's the time for a protest. Um, I don't know if you agree or what, but I, I just think now it could go terribly wrong. It'd knock the players. And I know I'll get called a happy clapper for this or whatever. But I personally, I'm a stats man. And I think what's going on is the players um, processing. Uh, no, the players need confidence. The players are capable, and they've proved that in the trophy. But they've not done it in the league, and I think a massive influence to that is the fans. Um, and that's not knocking anyone who spends the money who goes to City. We all love City, and it's great that they go. But I think there's the point to be made that um, if the players are playing well and confident, a protest won't make them confident. Um, yeah. That's so, all my point. It's a bit shit, but 
I'm out right now, so that's 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 my point, and I'll listen from now on. So before you I won't go, be able to speak. before you go, Charlie, before you hit them Jaegers and uh, get absolutely teetotaled for tomorrow, uh, are you doing a space tomorrow after the game? Um, I'm going to say no because I potentially, I potentially might be out again tomorrow. So that's the state that I'm in. Um, but no, I'll say no. So if you want to cover that, you can. Or if you want to just do the pre-match, that's on you. All right, mate. Enjoy your night out. Don't get too drunk. And don't do anything I wouldn't do. Cheers, mate. Right. Uh, Steve from the Bradford City Independent Fans Group. The floor is yours, my friend. Hi. Hello, Johnny. Good evening. Uh, only seems two minutes ago we were doing a space together uh, this week. There we go. Um, okay, so the tennis ball thing, first of all, we as a group, I've, I think I, I kind of said this the other night, is we don't really have any problem with kind of, you know, protests. If, you know, it's, it's the simple fact that they've even made the time to organise something like that. Uh, but like others, I think it will be um, lukewarm in terms of, of how it will be received. Uh, you might see a couple on there. I, I can't see, you know, three, four hundred people throwing balls on there. But, you know, the, the, our viewpoint is protest. But as long as it doesn't damage the club uh, or its reputation or that we incur kind of deductions or things like that, because I think that is going to be another mountain to climb for Graham Alexander, who's already got enough on his plate trying to turn around the fortunes of um, of this team. Um, so, you know, uh, you know kudos to, to, you know, to people who were protesting, but, you know, the fact is, is that... I, I think I think the problem that we, we have right now as a club is... Sorry, I, didn't, I, I don't know. Oh, wait, could you just make your send for a minute for us, please? Sorry, Owen. I, I, do you want to make your point, pal? And I'll, I'll, I'll shut up. Owen, hello. Do you want to make your point quickly, bud? What? Sorry, what was that? You, you're saying something? Oh, just what's this protest? What about throwing throwing tennis balls on the pitch? Yeah, who's doing that? That's outrageous, mate. Apparently, it's Roop out, isn't? on social media if you've been living under a rock for the last couple of days you might have not seen it but he's um, uh, apparently I don't I don't really go on my phone and that work so uh, yeah a group of them are planning to basically kind of they've tried to organise where people bring tennis balls into the ground and then the seventh minute they'll throw these balls onto the pitch to gain some national media coverage um, and let the powers that be at Bradford City know that they're not happy. That that's the root of it, essentially. For those who've not really heard anything about it, who do you think will do it? Because I, I don't think I'm going to throw a tennis ball. If I'm honest with you, like, I just don't think it's going to achieve anything. I could probably tell you who's going to do it. Northwest corner and probably people in the cop if they've got the. I'll say it as it is if they've got the balls to do it. Uh, no. Three or three or four people do it, kind of thing. It'll it'll probably end in disaster. They'll probably get identified uh, by throwing stuff on pitch and then get kicked out, and a, probably a banning order. That's what I mean. It's just not worth it. If only a few people. Well, I think we should just, you know, just tell them to sell up. Like, I, I think, I think that the, the the problem that we've got at the moment is that there is splinter groups across the fan base you know we haven't seen all of them come to the fourth yet but you know there there is there is group little groups planning various different things and i think right now without sounding like happy clapperish which i don't really like that term anyway you support your club and that's it but the fact of the matter is is that there is there is stuff that people are unhappy about right now. We we know from the feedback that we've had into us. We're trying yeah, to remain yeah. neutral on it because we we understand that fans have the right to have their own opinions. It's it's fine, but I, I think agree, you've yeah. got you've got to start to look at the effectiveness of what you're doing. Hmm. You know that the reality is is that you know there's there's rumours that Rupp is going to be at the game tomorrow. That oh, he's really? come, he's 
he's flown in um, and he's flown in to meet Graham Alexander. So, you know, literally, um, I'm sure there's going to be shouts of, of, you know, sack the board and things like that, especially mm. if City don't start off well in that game. Um, oh, well, that, given think, we're going to lose. Well, I, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I agree with, um, with with somebody who said earlier. John Coleman sets up teams very well. He's he's not phased by the size of our fan base. He's not phased by the size of the ground, and he'll 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 basically want to basically kind of carry on the momentum from the Wrexham win. So I think it'll be a really tough game to be honest with you. And if City are not at the races, then you know we could be we could have a, a problematic day tomorrow being honest. Um, that said, we had our own kind of result in the week, albeit against some strength Barnsley team, but they did look quite competent when they were knocking the ball around. They looked a lot more, they looked a lot more urgency about Bradford uh, the other night. And I think that they linked up well. Um, so we'll see, uh, the, you know, we'll see how they, which, which version of our side comes out tomorrow and as a go. But I, I think right now, um, Johnny, we've got a situation where there is, a good percentage of, of fans that are unhappy. We, as you know, have called for, um, or we've we've um, suggested that we need to really get an emergency fans forum because I think the only way you're going to diffuse this this situation with fans uh, who, by the way, for the most part, are frustrated, um, is by getting into a place where you can you can basically ask the questions whether you get the answers or not from sparks et al then i don't know but i think that there's got to be some way that actually the club starts to communicate and engage with fans again rather than just trying to sell them stuff via twitter and other social platforms mm. um and i think that's the challenge um you know when we look back you know the, the facts don't lie the club when rup took over was basically uh, challenging for championship it was in pretty good shape um there wasn't there wasn't really any kind of fan derision at that point um oh, no. oh. And, and, and rup did say that his plans were to try and get this club back to where it should belong uh, and then obviously edin situation he then vowed again that he was proud to be the custodian of the club and he was and he was going to get us where we need to be now from that statement to present day something has changed with him because you know albeit he's 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 you know he's covered various different things uh, and now the club's self-sufficient great um, it's his right or not to put investment in, but I, I think you know I, it doesn't make any business sense to me as a business owner myself. I look at it and go, okay, well, if you want to sell the club, you know, which is rumoured, and I think Johnny, you said you, you early on it apparently, or somebody said that uh, John Dewars had gone out there and 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 did a did a number with him with Rupp about. Uh, um, Edin, um, and that he'd outlined then that he wanted to sell the club, but he wanted to do the right thing. Well, that's fine. But if you want to sell the club, then you know surely it's better to get the club into the healthiest position on field and the healthiest position in leagues, because your value goes up and there's more money that comes in with being in League One and then the Championship. So. You know, you, surely then you're looking at okay. Well, we've got. I've got to invest here. I'll speculate to accumulate because if I can get this side up the league and get it out of League Two, get it into League One, and get top half performance in League One, not only am I going to increase potential Sky money or broadcast money, we're getting paid more for position in in League. So it makes no sense to me why he's on a. I'm not going to invest because. And, and then still tries to charge the same price. Allegedly, he's looking for, for £10 million. I'm not sure that he's going to get that, if I'm being honest. Mm. And this thing about, OK, well, we haven't got any assets and there's no ground and no training ground. There's plenty of clubs that have been sold who don't own their grounds or don't have the, uh, you know, own their own training facilities. Um, the fact is, is that the brand and its customer base, which is substantial in Bradford, is very valuable to prospective buyers because they can sell lots of things to them um, and engage with them. So, you know, there is buyers out there, but I'd like to see Rupp, if he seriously does want to sell, I'd like to see him basically make it formal. Go to an agent, basically put the, the club up for sale, announce that it's up for sale, and basically then follow that through. You know, that's the reality of it that he needs to do now if if he's serious about selling. Don't play it 
go out and formally do it put it up for sale do it make sure that all parties are aware that it's up for sale um charge a reasonable price or charge whatever you want to charge but the fact is is if he does genuinely want to sell the club then he's got to put those things in place so before we go to stan i know tony's been waiting for a while so tony the floor's you and then after tony we'll go to stan thanks john by the way yes you there tony lad Tony? I'm here. Yeah, He's I'm here. here. He's here. He's... So, what's uh, basically, the floor's yours, mate. I don't, there, there will, there'll be no protest tomorrow. I can guarantee it. Because where they're going to all sit, there's supposedly going to be all these people going to throw tennis balls on. There won't be one thrown on tomorrow. It's all. Whether this kid is, or whether it is, I think he's just attention seeking. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody's going to give a toss about uh, tennis balls being thrown on pitch tomorrow. More the the more, most important thing tomorrow is is getting behind the lads and getting this season turned round. I, 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 I met a mate of mine, who I've known the biggest part of my life. Uh, <laughs> he, don't, he don't know him personally, but he, he has been in his company. And he said, you're going to have to give Alexander time. He said, because he's inherited a football team that's... And he's, and he's, I, I do agree with him. He was very low on confidence. Yeah. Very low on confidence. And it proved that last week against Notts County. And I said to you last week, their front line, if they get going, will rip us to bits. And that first 30 minutes of that first half, our defence looked like they didn't even know who each other was. Yeah. So with the, I don't know if everyone saw the, apparently, email what got leaked about the security team and everything like that. Uh, I had to chat with somebody at the club, they remain nameless, but they're saying, by all accounts, that what got leaked is a fake. Fake, and also, the language used on that is what the club would not use. Uh, I got told that as well, it was fake. I've heard that as well. I think, I think, guys, it's like what we probably have to um, take into consideration is that there are some um, odd people on on social media, and I think somebody like mentioned it is like the it's the same as the in the know accounts that just. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Either seeking clouts or just pardon the, the, the terminology, but just shit posting online. Yeah, 100% uh, agree with that gra- uh, and you know the the reality is, I think just going uh, is, is it Steve for the Independent Supporters Board? Um, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I, I thought I'd got your name right. Yeah. I think just just to sort of reiterate what um, Liam had said from the le- leagues, but uh, the six oh six, Liam is the um, the Bradford City mascot, and um, he was basically saying in terms of investment now what. I'll get to what you've sort of like said with regards to the other stuff, but apparently Steph, uh, Stefan can't put any more into the club because of FF, FFP rules, because we're kind of up to the limit. It's it's based on your turnover and your, basically what you're bringing in commercially and, and all the other kind of stuff, sponsorship deals. So unless we've got a massive sponsorship deals where he could match that, we would kind of fall foul of that. And apparently the reason why teams like... Wrexham could get away with that, A, because they, they kind of 
got a deal with Netflix or something, but also those rules didn't apply in the National League. So, um, but, you know, it's, I mean, we don't know, do we, with regards to whether things are going on in the background. I mean, this is me speculating, but, you know, I mean, the the whole kind of um, uh, seeing Gordon Gibb, like that might be just common sense of just like having a good relationship with him, or it might be something going on in the background. Please don't quote me on this. This is just an opinion. This is I'm just speculating based on the, the same information that everybody is out, you know, receives out there. But but interestingly, Steve, you were talking about like having some sort of uh, fans forum and stuff, and I think that's a good idea. Do you think? It would be a good idea, or is it one layer too many, do you think, an unnecessary layer? But do you think it would be a good thing to actually get all the indi- all these groups, these Bradford City fans, and, and almost have, like, an independent forum in, in in itself, almost like you can, like, drive a sort of, like, um, like a, a, an agenda for a meeting kind of thing with the club, if that, if that were the case? I, I, I mean, we put out the, the um, space... Now, we invited all the other trusts. Anybody was welcome to come along. We actually invited the club as well. Um, and Robert Cramner did came, come along, but he basically came along in his own capacity rather than representing the club, etc. Um, but I think that it, you know, the, the feedback that we get at the moment from fans, and we've, and we've grown our membership quite, quite nicely in the last um, week or so, um, but the feedback we're getting at the moment is that um, quite a few people don't f- have confidence in the official supporters board. You know, I'm not here to judge them or comment on that. That's people's feedback to me. And, you know, uh, we felt that we needed to try and organize something because what's happening at the moment across the fan base, and it's not, it's not fans fault. Some of them it is, but not, for the biggest percentage is that there's Chinese whispers that goes on along social media, left, right and center. And generally a lot of the information that's been shared is wrong. It's incorrect. And what then that ends up happening is it turns in then into infighting amongst fans, um, and, and kickback, you know, so we've, we're trying to deal in a neutral way. And in fact, we'll listen to all opinions and we'll basically kind of, um, we'll, we'll try and support our fan base in, you know, in, in having a voice and not just in the bad times, but in the good as well. Um, so we've, we put out the, the, the request, you know, come and join us and, and have a conversation. Johnny's done that again tonight and we've turned up, uh, I don't know if anybody else is is here from the supporters board, etc. Um, but I think that if we can get a fans forum, whether it's our supporters groups together in one room, basically, you know, with, with a selection of fans, I don't know, um, and try and iron out a kind of agenda because we think that we think that the club has has significantly reduced its communication to fans. And I think that's part of the problem, if I'm being honest. I think that fans haven't got any kind of conduit to the club at the moment. And we're seeing more and more Twitter posts and Facebook posts saying, I don't really feel like the club have an identity anymore. And and I don't feel close to my club anymore. And I'd rather go do something else on a Saturday. And that really, for me personally, as a long-term fan, that makes me really sad that, people who followed Bradford City through thick and thin are in a position now where they're going, I don't know if I can go anymore. I'm not prepared to put up with things anymore. And, you know, and then you had on-field matters where we're not performing as we should be doing with the levels of players that we've got. And I think you've got then a perfect kind of, you know, trilogy of, of, of a mess right now. Interesting thing you said there, Steve. Sorry, I'm just having my tea. Excuse me, but no crap, uh, I'm pal. <laughs> Enjoy, pal. Yeah, I am actually. Um, when you said that fans don't feel like um, you know they're kind of like a part of the club anymore, the interesting mm. thing for me would be is why that is, and what they think would kind of bring them back into the fold, um, because I think. I think if I mean that's a, that's a very great sort of point to to raise and, and to kind of get that feedback from the fans, but maybe one step further would be to ask 
why that is um, and what they, you know, uh, is there anything the club should or could be doing that could kind of, you know, because obviously I think what we've got, we've got, it's twofold the way I see it. We've got kind of like on and off field. Now, obviously on the field, we had a very good season last season, fell at the last sort of penultimate hurdle, um, haven't recovered from it as a, as a club which for me has then kind of, when things are going right, people don't notice what's going on in the club, if you like. But when things start going a bit wrong on the field, that's when people start to kind of pick up on things. So it's almost like the way I see it is we've got to kind of divide it in into two. And, and with regards mm-hmm. to the protests, etc., etc. I think, yeah, I, I don't think, especially in-game, I don't think like, as, a, as an atmosphere or something, because I think that would transmit onto the pitch. And um, and so it, it's kind of, yeah, I, I feel that to get some kind of um, like a, an agenda for, for like a fans forum or something to almost do, you know, to kind of see what the, what the, the what the, feelings are and then kind of delve a little bit deeper into exactly what's, what, you know that people aren't happy with, and and can kind of re re engage them with the club. Well, one of the things Stan that did come back to us was the fact that they felt that communication, really specifically for fans, about progress within the club and things like that, was significantly down so they didn't feel close to things they've also stopped uh, doing like the um, I haven't seen one for a while um, inside match day and things like that and I think that was a good move to basically get people you know around the training pitch before the game and things like that Um, but you're right you know I think some people you know the, the, the trick here at the moment is to take the emotion out of it the you know the facts are is that we are languishing at the moment in a position on field that really is not going to make us an attractive proposition to potential buyers. So you know that does play hand in hand with the commercial. The better we do as a club um, on field, the more commercially that we can gain. So the, the the two are intrinsically linked from a business sense because you've got a better product if the club is best performing and successful. Better product, much more buy in. Um, but I think that what happens is people then get dismayed. I, I, you know, I think that the recruitment process for Graham Alexander, and, and I'm in agreement we should give this man a, a load of time because I think I've got this funny feeling, it's just the way he speaks and conducts himself. He could be the guy that actually now kind of solves this and doesn't have a parky potentially. Uh, that's how I feel. I don't think he's a chancer, and I think he's a... He's a, um, a student of the game. I think he studies various things. A lot of his stuff he talks about is the psychology of the player and getting them to have confidence and shoot when really their whole body's telling them not to shoot. It's just little things like that. But I think if we can if we can get on field working, and I think that Alexander will do that. Um, you know, and people can come back and beat me with a stick if that doesn't come to fruition but I've just got a funny feeling that he's potentially the man who's going to um, who's going to change our fortunes on on, on the field mm-hmm. um, but if we get a successful aspect of things great but you know if anybody listens back to this uh, from the uh, supporters board or the trust or whomever else then you know DM me you know we'll try and organise a fans forum we'll look to get it kind of recorded and um, so because f- I believe in transparency as well um, there's nothing to hide from our point of view, so uh, you know we'll try and organise it. I, I've got no problem with it. I'll go. I'll speak to Keith. Try and do it at the record cafe or something, um, and, um, and and make it happen. But I think if we can get a plan, and that's the other big thing as well that's missing is that fans don't feel that there's a plan right now. Uh, on our space of a night, it was mentioned quite a few times. So. You know, I think if we can get something that the fans can hold on to and go, right, this is a real plan at last, um, then I think that kind of uh, confidence levels from supporters, because let's face it, our confidence levels are down as well, um, they will improve and we'll start getting back to a point where uh, people like me and my group uh, you know, are kind of put away in the cupboard until you know, smash for an emergency and we come out again. Um, but yeah. 
I've just got one question to ask you, Steve. Uh, so, do you know, like, like the the supporters board and other supporters board, do they have to have like a threshold or memberships to be then like the? Uh, sorry if I'm not wording it correctly, but like the club, Bradford City would like look at you as like a, actually a supporters board. If it yeah, that's what I'm trying to ask you. So, uh, as you know, Johnny, we have a uh, a brief form that we ask people to fill in to join our group. Just a membership. It's free. Doesn't It costs you just your name um, and your email address. That's it. Um, we don't, you know, we're, we're bound by GDPR. We don't ever share that or sell it on to anybody because it's, it's, it's not, not the right thing to do anyway. But, um, but the reason we have that is because if we can break a threshold, I think it is 1,500 to 3,000 members, then the club, uh, and, and don't quote me this, I'll have to go check, but um, they have to recognise us as an official supporters group, um, which I think is where the supporters board is now. They have obviously that relationship with the club. Um, we want to constructively challenge the club when the when it's appropriate to do so when our when our supporters and our members tell us that actually these are things we need to challenge the club on um that's what we want to do um we will we'll always remain independent um we've no interest in kind of being awestruck by sitting in valley parade etc because we go there as fans so it's not really a big deal but we do want to be in a position where we can actually ask those the powers that be the questions that really matter so that we can stop instances in the, in the stands of people going well they're telling you know telling us this and and i've heard this and i've done this and and the reality is is that you know me personally my opinion is i think the supporters board have got to be more i won't say aggressive but more firm um and and represent the fans accordingly because the reality is is that if you know if they're not going to do it uh, and they'll probably argue that they feel that they are but if they're not going to do it then we will We've got no qualms about asking the questions that need to be asked. Um, I'm not looking for a, a warm relationship with anybody. I'm not wanting to be best friends with Ryan Sparks. But at the same time, he's he and Rupp are custodians of, of our club. And as I've said many times before, they might stay for five years and then leave. Fans, we're here for life. We don't, we don't get to pick and choose that way. We have to basically um, tow whatever's put in front of us. And I think that we have a right as the biggest stakeholder in our club to ask those questions when we are about progress and, 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 and where we're going. I think it's a very good point because I think yeah. what you're sort of saying is that really you want to be asking not be like difficult to the club but ask difficult questions is, is kind of what you're pretty much saying which I, I agree you can ask difficult questions or uncomfortable questions without actually um being antagonistic oh it's, don't get me wrong stan I, i'm i'm you know I, i'm a businessman i've held many high level meetings and things like that i'm i'm not I, there's a way and an approach that you have to take with with things like that and it's not you know, swearing, effing and jeffing or being basically a knobhead. But at the same time, you know, Ryan Sparks gets paid a salary to be CEO of that business. Stefan Rupp is the owner of that business. And, you know, it can't always be sweetness and light because I know that Bradford City fans, and I'll speak from my own position, if Ryan Sparks comes out and does a good job and gets something, I'll be straight on social media and say he's done a fantastic job. You know, that's the reality of it. If Stefan Rupp's done something, I'll come out and say, Stefan Rupp has done a fantastic job. And we'll do it as a, as the Bradford group. We, we'll, we'll say it publicly. But the fact of the matter is, is, on the other flip side of that is, Ryan Sparks and Stefan Rupp have also got to be prepared that when things are not going well, when there is really doesn't seem to be any plan or there is no kind of indication of how they want to progress us, then they have to expect that those questions will be asked as well. Um, and I think Jamie Rayner does a good job at Radio Leeds sometimes of, of, of putting you know those questions across. But I think we need a little bit more of a consistent approach. So praise when, they, when praise is deserved, but challenge constructively when, when it needs to happen. 
Oh. On that, um, is there anyone else who wants to um, add anything to that? I think um, it's been very good listening to Steve, and uh, I've followed you <clears throat> on uh, Twitter, Steve. If you want to follow us back, if I can help in some way, I'll do something. Give me a shout, but yeah. Um, Everybody's welcome, Stan. You know, there's, there's really is no agenda. Everybody's welcome. Every opinion's valuable. You know, if we can't feel that we can't move something on that a fan is passionate about, then we'll be honest about it. Because sometimes, it, at this moment in time, it's like a game of chess. You know, the club really don't have to engage with our group at this moment. Um, but, you know, the reality is, is that we the more members that we get, the more people who sign up to our membership, um, you know, um, they might just want to sit in the shadows and not uh, engage with us and not do anything. But there might be some people who want us to get points across to the club. It might be a case of some of our disabled supporters haven't got the facilities they need. I know that these are, uh, they, you know, these are off-field off matters, but they're really important to our fans. We've got the situation behind the cop at the end of the games getting everybody out there it's it's an accident waiting to happen for it in a lot of cases and then we've still got the freestanding aspect of things so you know everybody's welcome to join us you know they, they don't have to contribute anything we we have a newsletter for members who we've got email addresses for that we'll send out it won't be every two seconds but it's more designed that the newsletter comes out to give people an update on what we're progressing because social media is hit and miss you can basically put stuff out on social media people might not ever see it so that's the other reason we ask the email address as well. But everybody's welcome. Um, you know, we're all Bradford City fans. I love the club passionately. My first game was in 1983. Um, and, um, you know, I think that we've had enough kind of bad luck. I think it's time now to flip it on its head. And uh, our job really is to drive those players on. Um, that's our job right now. But at the same time, we have to have a position where we can constructively challenge the club on some of the not so nice stuff, some of the stuff that, you know, because it's not the time, for the most part, a lot of people would suggest that the club has no ambition because it's not basically kind of meeting the, we're, we want to get out of here, we want to basically get to championship, et cetera, et cetera. Or that's the feedback we're getting from some fans. So, um, yeah, if, you, if I can help you, if you want to DM me, um, I'm known as uh, Bantam1873. Um, some of you follow me already. I can see Trace there, who's, uh, who's lovely. Um, so, um, yeah, get in touch. But um, anything I can do to help, I'll, I'll do. On that. Uh, sorry, Johnny. Um, so, what in in your kind of uh, estimation? Where do you think, or is it kind of like uh, the, uh, there are so many kind of aspects? But where do you see the most kind of uh, crucial thing being that the club needs to work on? I, I, I mean, my guess is that the immediate fortunes that need turning are on the field, and then do you see that as like a tiered kind of get that sort of kind of rolling, get the ball rolling in that direction, or other, is it just? Uh, multiple areas at the same time or do you feel that there's something that's more urgent and more pressing uh, at this moment in time I think you know you've got you've got two areas stand right now that are a challenge the first one is obvious and that's on p on pitch uh, fortunes um and the problem that you've got there is that the club um, were really, really lapsed in terms of any kind of update um, um, during that recruitment process. So no, red, nobody really bought into it. Then things were leaked, and Graham Alexander came in fine. But I think on field at the moment is 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 a problem, and it's a problem not just only from league position, but from a commercial sense as well. Because no, nobody's going to invest commercially in a club that's languishing in nineteenth with Premiership standard stadium, you know. Um, that's the reality of it. So that's the first thing. The on-field is the obvious one. But the second one that he's got is, uh, and I'm speaking from Ryan's point of view, if I was sat in his chair, um, his major other thing is, um, is customer apathy, i.e. the supporters. The supporters are split at the moment on various different fronts. Um, you know, and the reality is, is you have to unify that kind of... Um, that, that that thing that, that that is going to drive money into the club because without the money, the club basically cannot produce the budgets. If it is truly self-sufficient, he's reliable on on kind of season ticket and then obviously customer spend, incremental revenue such as on the concourse shirts, etc., and other things. So he's got he's got a real challenge now. 
if he carries on hiding his head in the sand and not engaging with with his customers, with his supporters, he has a real problem because what will end up happening eventually is what we're seeing pockets of now. We want him out. He's no good. He can never recover from this. Because I asked, I asked a fan the other night, if he basically did some things, do you think that your view of him could change? Could he recover? And I think the answer was no. He, he's, excuse my French, his shit is awful. So, um, I think that he's. Those are the two challenges he has right now: is how to bring back his customers online, and you know, at this moment in time, the the content that's coming out of the club is more geared towards let's try and sell you some more stuff. I know it's Black Friday today, but the membership kind of pack went down like a lead balloon. It wasn't well received. The loyalty scheme has not gone particularly well, in my opinion. I don't think it, I think it could have been a lot better. Um, and I think we're deserving of a better loyalty scheme than what's what's been given to us. So I think he has some fires to fight across all fronts. But to answer your question, Stan, and sorry it's been roundabout, on-field stuff needs to change. And he's got to basically now start to engage and build engagement with his supporters again and get them on side. Because we know that when the supporters are on side, that ground uh, rumbles with the sound that comes out of it. And if he, if he can get them back on side and give them a vision of what he's trying to do and where he's trying to go, then we'll start to see fortunes change at the club. But until somebody challenges him on that, um, it's going to be Chinese whispers across social media and other platforms um, because he just refuses to come out and, and have those conversations. So I've just been looking at uh, on Twitter, banter, uh, Bantam's banter. I know they just uh, joined in the space, but then they disappeared. He did a tweet uh, about two or three minutes ago. This is such a shit time to support the club. Fans at each other's neck. Next. Drop on the pitch. Threats of protest. Mess of a squad, heartbreaking. Stinks of the Peter Taylor era, carbon copy almost. All the incredible work to lift the club from the depths, wasted. I, I think what I was going to say in, in response to Steve, and I, and I think my view is, is that let's assume that Ryan Sparks is going to be in the job for X amount of time for in the near sort of future. So what's got to happen? It's got to happen like... Two things have got to happen, in my opinion. Um, I think the fans have got to come to terms with that. But from his point of view, he's got to deliver a few things. Now, the the thing that you were talking about, uh, about people kind of, um, you know, lo- I, think, I think for me, the apathy is worse. I can almost take people being pissed off um, because at least there's a passion there. But when people stop giving a shit about what's going on on the field. That is the worst because it's almost, um, it's very hard to kind of uh, come back from that. Now, and I've mentioned this in, in previous spaces on, on this one, on the uh, League 2, on the 606 one, is that my biggest bugbear with, well, yeah, okay, my biggest bugbear with Ryan Sparks is is, is had a plan, a so-called plan, and not stuck with it. Not, And he's basically kind of listen to the fans it's like you've got to have a little bit of strength and he you know he should, you know sort of he, I'm not saying it would have worked but you know so like at the first sign of um, you know trouble at the mill kind of thing is to say no look this is the plan we've got this plan so that suggests that they <clears throat> either don't have a plan or that he's too fickle or too um, too passive too kind of um, concerned about fans' opinions to say, no, look, this is the plan. Trust me, this will this will you know, this will take us forward. But it won't be easy. There'll be ups and downs and there are some downs at the moment. So <clears throat> I hope to God that like I say, if Ryan Sparks is still in the job for however long, is that right? We've got Graham Alexander, we've got to obviously give him till the end of this season, but give him the whole of next season and potentially the season after that, because um you know as I said before, like when Parky was here, there were quite a few rumblings at the time, and and Mark Lawn and Julian Rhodes stuck with Parky, and it kind of it, it brought us success because obviously we had a good manager and it was a right fit the club for the club at the right time, but also they kind of rode the waves because they they kind of trusted the plan. If if 
you know, let's assume that they did have a plan. And so that's my, one of my sort of criticisms of uh, Spark. So I think, unfortunately, I, I, I get that people are, are, are pissed off with the club, with the way the club's run or the lack of communication, because that is, but that can be kind of, you know, things like that can be remedied. Um, and I think we've just got to kind of go with it. Easier said than done, because, you know, at the end of the day, I think if if things hadn't started off so badly at the start of this season, or, or shall we say underwhelmingly, and we'd have just carried on and we'd have carried on the form, you know, and and whatever, I, I think there would have been fewer rumblings um, in and around the peripheries of, of, like, what's going on on the field. So um, it, it, it's a difficult one, but I, I think... I think Probably we have to kind of wait and see now. We'll just see what's what's going to happen. See what's going to happen in January. I mean, personally, I hope Ryan East comes back and, and Jake Young, and we kind of go along and, and utilise the, their talents because I, I'm a massive Ryan East fan. Um, but that's that's that side. I would sooner the team progressed rather than like my favourite, not in a bad way, but you know, I put the team over my favourite individual within the team. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is a case, but I think Steve, I think you, you kind of, you've hit on so many good points there tonight. And I think, um, we, we've got to, even if maybe we do it ourselves as fans kind of find some kind of unification, um, with regards to a coherent message to the club. Um, and I think, uh, you know, an organization like yours can probably help that. Right, uh, going to start winding it down. But has anybody got any last words they want to say, or anyone, or does anyone else want to put a request in before we put the tennis balls away or send them back to Sports Direct tomorrow? Well, if anybody wants them, I've got loads here for me that I used to have for my dog. Because going back to that, uh, I've just seen it now. Actually, I made myself chuckle. Uh, so thirty-six minutes ago, Scrapman, uh, great name. I'll be stood outside with a sack of full of full of tennis balls, <laughs> giving them away in return for scrap metal. Yeah. So, can I just say, can I just say something? Our it? juniors are in action tonight in FA Youth Cup, but they lose. They were losing one 0 at halftime, so I think fans they want to get us back. And also, members of the first team coaching staff are in attendance tonight at the game. Oh, good. So that means probably none of them be in squad tomorrow. So, see him. Uh, so just one more time. I know Stan, you like to sit on the fence. Uh, so your score prediction for tomorrow, please. No comment. <laughs> again, again. No comment again. Oh, you need to get off that wooden fence. You get you 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 be painful in ass if you keep sitting on that fence. <laughs> Diane, predictions for tomorrow. I'm going to say 2-0 and Harry's not going to let a goal in. That means we're going to end up losing 3-1 or something now. Don't you die, what? And last but not least, Mr Steve. Prediction 2-1. I woke up thinking 2-1, so I'm going 2-1 Bradford. Oh, okay. you look at Harry, Harry let a goal in. I'm sorry, Diane, but I've just got this. I, I think it'll be a really tough game tomorrow, genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I think two one. I think we'll. I think home momentum will will send us through. Okay, my prediction probably going to snow tomorrow. Now I've said <laughs> going to say this, but I think we're going to win one nil, and I'm going to go Ash Taylor to score. Oh, yep. I heard that somebody went down to the training ground that I know, and he said that Gilead was going for fun yesterday. Happy days. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm just going to push this button here. So I want to say thank you everybody for joining today from uh, from Stan, Diane, Steve and Owen and other people. Also, you if you like what you're hearing, you can find us on Bradford City Up the Chickens on all podcast services. Also on YouTube, Brace Lodge 1. Also, if you want to come and like us on Bradford City Up the Chickens on Facebook as well. Wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Thanks for listening.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.